0: Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe, my name is Ed Piscor, I'm Jim Rugg, I'm Chris Pitzer, and today we're going to be looking at a de facto Richard Corbin Artist Edition, Uh, but first I want to invite you guys to like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell, we'll notify you when new vids. Are available and that helps mitigate the k effect, which is whenever we talk about a comic uh, in the early morning, by the afternoon, the price is doubled on those o- online marketplaces, Amazon, eBay, comic book shops, etc. and so forth. So the early birds get the worm, and if you are notified when we put out these videos, you get first dibs on uh, the, the stuff that we're talking about. I'm sure this thing is pro- say, prohibitively the,
1: expensive. This worm is gone. This worm has <laughs> left the building. <laughs>
0: I also invite you guys to uh, hang out uh, as long as possible while watching these videos, because if you watch to the end, that lets YouTube know that these videos are worthy content to other comic book loving YouTube uh, viewers, helps us grow the numbers to the channel, helps us uh, reach a wider audience, and uh, helps grow the channel, which is uh, a necessary thing to continue providing uh, regular videos. Chris. This comes from your archives, your collection. I believe uh, year one, when Jimmy and I put together the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel, we started Cartoonist Kayfabe Weekly, and then the next week, Jim left me to my own devices on <laughs> Cartoonist Kayfabe Weekly, episode number two. Uh, so explain what we're looking at right here.
1: So, Angelim, the the mecca for comic book fans, right? And as an American, it's, for me, it's tough to get to Angolam. Yes. I'd only been one time before, and who'd I take but, you know, Tom Scioli. Thankfully, because he had crew there that would help us, or help me through the city, the festival, et cetera. Um, so anyway, I, I make plans. I hear they're going to have, like, the Corbin exhibit this year, 2019. And we make it all happen. We get Jim Rugg there, we get uh, Ethan really. Lynn, and um, we make the trip so we get there um, for those who don't know the fest festival is a multi-day festival Wednesday setup day Thursday is the first start and a lot of the school kids come out that day and then it just gets busier and busier as the weekend goes on you know Ed you've been there before
0: the whole town is taken over by comics this is a place where you go down one corner and there's an a, a, a portrait bust of Hergé's head that's about 10 feet tall. <laughs> you go down another, uh, you go across a little footbridge and you're looking at a statue of Cordo Maltese about seven feet tall, looking straight up at the sky. It's a, It's incredible, Yeah. the energy of that entire place. It's our
1: Hicksville, man.
0: Yes, but don't drink from the sinks. <laughs> <laughs> because because I made that mistake and my trip got cut short. I digress. Continue.
1: Okay. So so we're there, we get set up on Wednesday and it's like, what's the first thing we need to do? We need to go see the Corbin exhibit. Yeah. So we do that as kind of like pros, we get in, we get an advanced screening, we fall in love. It is amazing to see all this original Corbin displayed the way they did. You can go see photos online. Um, they showed his animation, they showed some of his sculptures. Um, you know, in the end, they were still showing Corbin in like the historical display cases with hundred-year-old vases and, and spears and it made sense still. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, we do that Wednesday. The first day comes and um, I look at Jim. I hate leaving a table as a publisher. I should always be at the table. I say, Jim, I'm just stepping away for a few minutes. And so I make my way in the tent where we're exhibiting to the front where they sell books. and. They speak French, I speak English, 15 minutes later I figure out they do not have copies of this book. If I want copies of this book, I need to go back to the museum. We were on Wednesday. So am I going to? Of course I am. I hightail it out of the tent, down the street, and what do I find? Hundreds of elementary school kids waiting to get into this exhibit. And I'm sorry, I'm going to be the rude American. I make my way through the kids, into the doors, I don't go to the exhibit, I go in the back way to the shop. And then I just have to wait a few minutes to get this slipcased two book set. This is the catalog. Is the for, catalog. for yep. the
0: art show. And if you get the slipcase, yep. you, you get what the extra is one, yeah. the de facto. I don't think this is extra. I think the catalog's extra, man. Like, <laughs> this this sucker is the de facto artist edition of Richard Corbin's artwork.
1: Now the other thing too, and I'll throw this is a little nugget for all the young kids out there. Yes, is.
2: Cartoonist Kayfabe is sponsored by the comic books Ed Piscor and I make. If you want to support Cartoonist Kayfabe, pick up our comics and books wherever you buy them. Red Room, starting with Red Room, the antisocial network, season one of Ed's murder on the dark web for fun and profit. Trigger warning, season two is now in stores everywhere. This is issue number one, issue two also available, issue three coming next month, and uh, available wherever you buy comics, except for banned in seven comic stores. Uh, hopefully that number is not rising, but you never know.
0: Well, you, you know what, the cool thing about it rising is that the bigger comic shops heard about that stuff,
2: tripled their orders, man. <laughs> nice. WYSIWYG, a history of computer hacking. X-Men Grand Design, the Grand Design that started them all, including Hulk Grand Design. Can't wait to see three oversized volumes of this available. Can't wait to see what your cover looks like when you put yours together, Jimmy. And Hip Hop Family Tree, a history of hip-hop available in four treasury-sized editions or two beautiful box sets. You can pick up my latest book wherever comics are sold, Hulk Grand Design Monster. This is in comic shops everywhere now with some beautiful variant covers, a retelling of the 60-year history of The Incredible Hulk, and coming in April, Hulk Grand Design Madness, with uh, also some beautiful cover choices here by Ed McGuinness and Jeff Darrow, as well as my cover. Again, the 60-year history of The Hulk distilled down into two very dense uh, oversized issues. Plain Jane's the first young adult comic graphic novel here in America by Cecil Castellucci and me and Street Angel Deadly Scroll Live, which just went out of print from Image Comics Ed. If you guys at home see Street Angel Deadly Squirrel Live on your comic shop shelves, pick it up because it is no longer available for order. But the original Street Angel hardcover, oversized, uh, these are kind of like director's cuts, almost like artist editions. I think they're the nicest books ever designed. These are all still available from the publisher. You can get them wherever books are bought and sold. And now back to our regular scheduled programming.
1: Okay, if you're a true fan, you might haul this book somewhere where the artist is going to be. But look how big this book is, and look how heavy it is. Why not make a book plate that you can mail to the artist? And that's what I did. Oh, that's cool. This is a photo I took at the exhibit. And you see January, there's the date, 2019, Angoulin Museum. And I asked Mr. Corbin, would you sign this for me? And he was kind enough to do it. That's genius. Yeah, yeah man. that's great. Yeah, like
0: and, and it's so tasteful. Like I, I, I automatically assumed I that this was part of the package. I think
1: later in the book, you even I put my letter in there, and he returned my letter for some reason too.
2: Let's let's dive in. The production on this book is so
1: great. When yeah. you talk about like
2: an artist edition, that's a huge part of a good artist edition, and you're going to see it as we go from you know one reproducing black and white art, but in four color. But the paintings, you yeah, know, like the color just sings on this paper.
0: Yeah, this paper is incredible, and the and the paper of the case wrap is
1: just exquisite stuff. That's one of the reasons I think the festival is in Angolim, is it has a history of being a paper and then possibly even printing town because of the river. And you, know, you need the water sense. to make paper. Yeah. This this
0: image right here. This is from Ralph, and these images right here. That face is from this like how to make comics book. Uh, that that I had as a kid, and that's how I discovered Richard Corbin's name. And There were about three or four different pages of Ralph in there, but this is iconic to me.
1: Don't do sleep on that crazy halftone on the moon. That yeah, I was unbelievable. Looking at that.
0: <laughs> unbelievable, right? <laughs> it's it, halftone, right? I, you know, I it's it, it, it's absolutely
1: halftone, but yeah. but
0: is it cut out from maybe a newspaper of, right. the, of the moon that's what or I something? Because mm. like that's that's a pretty crazy looking shape. Unless he's putting bleach on some zipatone screen, like, there's some
1: alchemy there for sure that's Corbin for you man
2: uh, absolutely it's one of those things you notice with the four color reproduction of black and white is there are a lot of different shades of yellow on these pages from various materials that he's combining here
0: yeah it's uh Dan Klaus said if you use the Zippitone brand Bend A dots they yellow less hmm. than like letra and the more off-brand shits a little white media on top yeah
2: A lot of different techniques here too you know you're seeing these like fine hatch kind of lines for fur textures and stuff but then like heavier lines for for his outlines it's a lot of the stuff that we would see him maybe specialize in different stories and use in the future but here it feels like he's just going for early work lots of ideas
0: i really do wonder what the perception was from the underground to uh richard corbin who you know this is where he got his his first bones using the name gore
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: like what does uh Robert Crumb think of uh, Richard Corbin. What does S. Clay Wilson think? He, you know, this guy, he, he played with genre more than
2: anything else. No autobio, no slice of life. I feel like he played with the art more than anything else. This is similar to that moon technique mm. where it's like, Good call. you know, it's a, I, I guess maybe a duo tint, duo shade paper. No, that's a, that's, that's dots.
0: If you look close, like what you're seeing is a little bit of a moray just from from
2: the printing. But these white marks then going back in and probably again white media on top, I assume. Absolutely. Absolutely. Messing with the snow caps in a kniff-like fashion.
0: I love the lighting with the harsh light with using the zip. Peeling a little of the dots off. Yeah. That way also, man, like, like, you didn't see that treatment in mainstream
2: comics at all. When I first saw Sam Keith, it was like, who's this dude looking at? When yeah. you see a panel like this, it's like, oh yeah, he found some Richard Corbin early on. Totally.
0: Uh, it's become a rule of thumb. You know I'm using a lot of duotone uh, and zip, zips, like stuff to get grayscale. Like you see how it's flattened? Like almost every time you put down some zips, peel a little off, man. Yeah. And then it automatically creates a little dimension. You
1: know, smart creator too. Art and story. Richard Corbin putting his name on it.
2: Yeah, when that non non photo red. Mm-hmm. That is really a good move. We look at so much stuff, printed stuff, original art, and it's like, who did this? Who's the person on? You know, the de- the little detail work and stuff
1: like. it's a great I'm, thing who to write on this it. too. You know. And that's the other part that blows my mind with this show and these books, is how they pull all of this stuff together. That are in so many different places around the world, right? It's like so these collectors need to you know step up and loan it to make this show happen, and they have like less than a year to do it because he's announced as the president, right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) What a great creature design! (laughs) So cool, and so is the facing pages, man. It's just his his uncle creepy and
0: uncle eerie's man. You can't step on these. Yeah, this is very Lovecraftian.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how they assemble all that art. But they do such a good job of, like, you know, we've seen a couple of those close-up photos of some of the pieces, which is what I love in these artist editions is, like, give us some of that graphic variety, we're, and uh, they deliver.
0: We're looking at Duotone board with this with this particular strip for those playing at home <laughs> with what are the textures uh, that, we're, that we're looking at. Good comic language here, man.
2: You know, looking at that from here, it's like, it reminds me of, like, a Will Eisner drawing or something, and it makes me think, like, what are these languages? You know, almost like compositions of panels, because there were a couple earlier panels where it was characters entering through doors, and you think like, yeah, of course, that's a common one in comic books. Wow.
0: Wow. Like like you get the Eastman Laird vibes mm-hmm. when you when you see this, man, like those chunky characters.
2: And you get your underground vibes when you see this. Yes.
0: Desolation Row Printing Company. I don't know that one. <laughs> Exhibit A for David Cho's thesis of Richard Corbin's artwork being "quote unquote" horny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that that will not be the last exhibition of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> More duotone board.
2: Great lighting throughout. Like, look at the lighting on that face. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was looking at those panels, but like, man, whenever you see the face modeled, it's like,
1: jeez. He would make maquettes yes. and yes. throw a flashlight on it to get this stuff. I think because I mean, we'd see them. Yeah, I was gonna say like some of that stuff was in the show. I was gonna
0: ask. Yeah, that's so cool. Too bad we won't get any got any photos of that unless we do.
2: This doesn't even make sense. It's almost like it looks like it's glowing. It looks like there's some digital effect on the page. Hitting that airbrush, man, a real airbrush. You yeah. could see the
0: airbrush usage Splend. up there and stuff. Ooh, it looks like he's hitting hitting stuff with the airbrush and using a little colored pencil to like cut in there. Using a little color pencil or something to cut in there. That airbrush is a tool, man. Whew. He's making a great argument for that. There's this piece
2: right there.
1: Oh, yeah. okay. Good call. How
2: about that for an iconic image?
0: Yeah, man. We we have our copies of this. I think when we were looking at Alika Seki's collection uh, at in Hawaii, we came across like the color version of this, and it's very instructive. Like, so this is like it's almost, I guess, part of the way that he assembles the color. It it is kind of like that Alex Ross thing, where it's like you have your uh, black and white wash, and then color is applied over top. Like so, a lot of the smoothing is done in a grayscale,
2: kind of uh, like uh, Turnerizing the color on right. uh, movies. That's another one. Like think of all the underground covers that we look at. This just feels like it's a different. It's like a whole different art form that he's yeah. working in. Yeah. I
0: feel like I know a dude that looks like that right there. <laughs> A Hungry worm I've seen that face (laughs) exhibit a for how hard it is to draw the dome (laughs) of a fucking head That has no hair on it. Not easy Your registration works because if this is like a color page or something you gotta try to line those up Whenever it's time to to print
1: You don't see those secondary ones that much.
2: I've never seen those before and that's pencil, right? That, that we're seeing, like, this gray shading. Yeah. It looks like graphite. Yeah, it looks like it. Again, just experimented so much with different materials. You know, you, you, you even have, like, a, like that Dark Horse collection of his eerie stuff and creepy stuff. You'll see that kind of just, to, not a different style, but totally different materials from stories to stories. Really subtle stuff at play here for, like, yes. little highlights. And, and, and these kind of marks are everything when it comes to this kind of stuff. I don't know what's going on here. Like this color here, right? It's it's browns and stuff. Must be due to the materials that he's using and how the paper materials are reacting. But that's a lot of color for a black and white piece of work. Yeah. And then this. <laughs> yeah. I love this stuff. Frank the Miller. Man. It does remind me of Frank
1: Miller. I guess he would throw his name and the copyright on that page when he sold the original art, just to. because I don't think that appeared in print. No. Right. Such a
2: great creature designer. It is. This again, man, if we had the Richard Corbin trading card with all of his skills checklisted in the back. The Matrix would be <laughs> high on the lots. He, he, he'd be shining in a lot of categories that people don't register in. And then
1: categories that nobody else did, like the color manipulation Absolutely. of the plates. Not to be confused with
0: Mario Gully's character, Bug. <laughs> Nor Or Ant. Ant. <laughs> He is perfectly suited to to handle like Lovecraftian ideas cuz like this feels like alchemy. This feels mm-hmm. like uh like just like scary. I don't Art know how else you like
1: could describe this outside of Lovecraftian. Yeah. 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 Otherworldly. Like
0: Here you go. Hmm. For some otherworldliness.
1: Going Clive Barker. I was going to say the uh Hellraiser. Eh? Yeah. Look at the tone on the shadow of that
0: figure. Yeah, not going with black. You know, the 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 box is red is reflecting some color. Where did this one appear? What color? It's definitely uh, a Warren that oh, looks yeah. like Vampirella. Yeah, there it is. Yeah.
1: Incredible use of texture. So this would have been black, and they didn't print Vampirella in color, did
2: they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and the thing. Like, put this on newsprint and look at the amount of detail. Like, sh- you've got to lose almost all of it. At a certain point, there would
0: be color signatures uh, in in the Warren books. Yeah. Like, there uh, were some. Uh, the Eisner Spirits would have these color sections, okay. and it would be an Eisner story colored by Richard Corbin, hmm. and it would just it would be this ma- magical.
1: I'd like to see that.
0: That's one of my regrets. I I, I think I gave away three different kinds of comics ever in my life and I gave away my, my Warren uh, spirits.
2: We can see some of those after this. Okay.
1: <laughs> Sounds good.
2: Oh, man. I would have been so satisfied <laughs> with just black and white originals. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a treat. You turn the page and it's like, oh, yeah, one of the greatest colorists in comics history. But this is like,
0: even the black line looks like it's a marker. Mm-hmm. Like a plasma colored so marker. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's really, he's kayfabing it. It's, it's, it's the same value line, but he's adding white on top of it to create thinner lines that are facing more toward the
2: uh, light source. It feels so experimental. It yeah. just feels like hey, here's my room full of tools and uh, let's see what it, how this works and how it reproduces.
1: And was he in Kansas City most of his life? I think so. You got to wonder was he talking to other artists? Yeah, like just some doing of them himself.
2: Made me think like Von day or they you know, they're exchanging letters, but man whenever you get to his paintings Then it's again. It's like this whole other skill set. It doesn't make sense that one guy has this amount of range Yeah, and at a high level, it's one thing to fool around it's another (laughs) thing to be like That 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 high of a craftsman boy does angle treat this stuff, right?
0: Yeah Yeah, the reverence they that town has for 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 comics I, i've never seen it and the cool thing about like when you go there is like Angoulême. that's like a little province off in the cut you got to catch a train from from gay paris to like get there its resonance hits the big city so there's all kinds of cool shit happening in paris before you get to Angoulême. Mm-hmm. i saw like three cool art shows there was one at the Showa museum that had uh all sorts of like um it, it had master race I saw Master Race at the Showa wow. Museum, dude. To... <laughs> nice. Classic one. This uh, we took a quick glance at in the uh, Corbin collected book that uh, Dark Horse put out.
2: That squash and stretch, man. Look at the, again, the color differences, right? Like, we've got, like, these bluish colors and mm-hmm. purple colors. And his dinosaur game. Oh, Jeez. yeah.
0: Yeah, all these little textures. And, and this stuff is, like, felt pen lines you
2: know there's no dip pen to that it takes me back so much to like six year old me and just watching you know any kind of effect any bad like b movie black and white monster movie it just i'm like a kid again with that stuff john carter look at that face i think that is richard
0: corbin i only see a couple photos of the fella
1: (laughs) and his body too and yeah uh,
0: (laughs) yeah yeah
2: cut use of your uh uh, airbrush there again ed throwing that background down absolutely
0: man those colors reminiscent of some of the turtle covers that he did we're going fetish
1: <laughs> 50 foot woman
2: that's our uh the, the one of the cover images for the slipcase. yeah yep. yeah so imagine that thing all blown up
1: there she is
0: yeah so he's when you look at it like i don't know that doesn't look like airbrush
1: no definitely not
0: you know and that certainly isn't the white media these little faces. I was going to
1: say, that's your screaming guy on Superman number one. <laughs> <laughs> ah, i <losing> my mind. <laughs>
0: These beautiful doughy figures, you know, so supple, curvy. Oh, is this a letter? Yeah. Should we keep that private? Sure.
2: <laughs> you know, I pointed out that Stegosaurus a few pages ago, again, to see him switching techniques and, and tools, but still being able to capture those great creatures. Yeah. I mean, collaging with newspaper what can you say this goes from being like oh super inspirational to at some point like
1: depression I, you <laughs> I got a no nice shot all the feelings this
2: yeah.
0: I think it like it's mat- like he put frisket down or something it's oh, it, yeah, it's like there's t- sprayed there's sprayed around it.
1: behind it yeah you're right he sprayed around it man that's a craftsman and you know that might not even be an airbrush. He could have been using like a toothbrush, where you just splatter it because there's a lot of big globules. Yeah, you're, you're right.
2: Oh, yeah, you just do, just dab it, that kind of thing. Don't you get that sense of it? This is a guy like playing. Yeah, yeah. That sense of play and experimentation on the pages, I think, is huge. I
0: always thought of Richard Corbin as like a little wizard inside of his like little space, and just grabbing things and making marks and and doing something and seeing seeing how it worked. And then once again, like. You could tell the stuff that he photo refs, yeah. and the, the stuff that he's kind of like doing on his own. And it is glaring, and you would read the books and, and they would tell you that that's the wrong thing to do. But I don't care. <laughs> no, no, absolutely
2: no, no. not. And love it, it's like your your kung fu movie again. Uh, so many memories of childhood, but this panel to me is gorgeous, where you see the, the silhouettes of the dinosaurs underwater, a little distorted from the waters. Darker and gray. Pieces peeking up through. Yeah, darker gray under the water. His face. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Here he is, meant not hiding behind any kind of tones, you know, pure line. I really am curious about his, his inking implements because
2: I just, you don't see lines like his. Yeah. And considering all of his work, you know, there just isn't one. No, you know, I'm sure you, you look at those and it's like one line, you might figure out what it is, but I'm sure he's using brushes, pens, technical pens, markers. You'll just never forget that face. That's the cartoony, you know, the cartoonist parts. Yeah. Again, yeah, so thing. many he's, hats.
0: That's the thing, he's not slavish to his designs, man. Like, he, he'll, he'll use reference and, and things, but he will not just lift and trace. Underrated with
2: perspective. Should we go back to that? Uh, if you want to, but you know, it's just, it's, it's easy to take it for granted. We think of him as beautiful women and monsters and all this great color and stuff. But it's like, he's not lacking in any, in some area either mutant world
0: this is a video that we did and have on the channel jimmy we're gonna have to go in and put make some more playlists man there's a, a klaus playlist needs to happen a corbin playlist needs yes. to happen all the all the big dogs i love
2: it i feel like that's the evolution of cartoonist kayfabe yeah. filling out these playlists yeah man <laughs> themes emerging any interns send us, your, <laughs> send us your cvs this
1: is a lot of work hello Yes, sir. I remember seeing this image uh, at the, at the, in the gallery. I thought about it when I was passing all those elementary school kids.
0: <laughs> I was like, it's France. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, man. Yeah. But using uh, some sort of pen again, uh, you know, pencil on, on like a very porous paper, yeah. very toothy paper. But then doing wet on wet, mm-hmm. creating depth of field with uh, that wet on wet technique. That's something he was conscious of that you'd never saw anybody else fuck
2: around with back then man. Is this like depth in that way It's great to see these you know like the the originals because whenever this stuff is reproduced it just doesn't look like this Not it's, exactly it's a very yeah. different page once it's printed
0: And then there will be like the uncanny pieces <laughs> That are like the staples of, of Corbin right like those big eyes those dough, doughy figures squat Some of that's nightmare fuel.
2: Yeah, I I was thinking, like we mentioned Lovecraft earlier, and there is like this mystical otherworldly quality in so much of this work.
0: Yeah, yeah. I sort of like that he's a kind of a mysterious guy. Like, I've never read one interview with him.
2: Read that heavy metal one and then read his rebuttal. (laughs) (laughs) A rebuttal to his own... He was was not happy with the final cut. Ah,
0: interesting. Mm -mm
1: Mm-mm-mm.
2: Maybe why we don't see too many interviews with them, not happy with know. the ones that, that did make it through.
1: Who did that interview, do you remember? I don't. Was it one
0: of
2: the National Lampoon guys? I really don't remember. I just remember it was an early issue and, and he, uh, <laughs> he let him know his thoughts on it. You know what I think of as we see some of these covers, like the Warren covers is, you know, we talk about him as we've been looking at early heavy metals, mm-hmm. but here in America, this is how we would have seen him. Right. And kind of mind-blowing, like some of those color palettes and stuff that he was putting on covers, like can't imagine what else would have looked even close to that at the time. It really I, I, I have to give like all
0: credit to uh, to Kevin Eastman in the like the earliest interviews I, I read with him for, for pointing that name out and also that weird how to make comics book we did a video on it, I, I never will remember the title, but seeing all the Corbin stuff in there, it was some of the more interesting professional comics that were in that magazine, uh, so then after I... You're just gonna see an interesting name you you see it, as your kid see an interesting image and a name to go along with that it's forever emblazoned into your mind so when you go to the comic shop and you just see that name you're gonna you're gonna scoop that stuff up as you uh further
2: your education in the in the medium in the medium of comics it's also how you end up as
1: like the uh
2: what's the title for king of Angolem or whatever
1: oh uh, grand Prix or president
2: yeah president president yeah. of angolem so
1: let me go back by to this. By distinguishing
2: yourself on those stands, you know, by being like, of course I'm going to follow this guy or figure out what his name is because again, nothing else on the stand looks like it.
1: Why? Why are there two? Do you know? Yeah,
2: no idea. That's really interesting. Like were these somehow combined? Was this adding something, you know, like I right. always think of photoshop of like put the multiply layer on or something. Right, right, right. Or was this a later oh, addition? Oh, oh, study? you know what?
0: I I got you. I got you. Uh, this is an overlay on top of this because you see the 55 percent and stuff is the exact same like it's an exact same spot on the paper so so there and you see how there's like an extra layer here yeah like look
1: i mean yeah no i I see what you're saying but it's like okay in my mind so this is is like just just, so it's just to create that depth and richness then
2: he's just building color on top of color okay I'll tell you what, that 55% could refer to this is going to be printed at 55% size. That could be a reduction note.
0: Yeah, sure, but we're talking about the color. I I just point to that. Right,
2: right. Say that there's an overlay. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I was just trying to figure out why were there two for an end result of one? Yeah. And that must be it. The layering effect to I'm not sure.
2: I, I think it could easily be he starts down one road and then decides this isn't quite the direction I want to go and goes a different route. Or this isn't the direction. I don't know if those Let's two look. go on two top Luke of each other. And
1: then to Luke.
0: Yeah, and, and like you could see like the pur- you could see purples in there, man. You could see those things. It's really building up because you could
2: see the extra layer. I also realized going through this how much Corbin I don't have. Hmm. Absolutely. Look at the textures on this towel. It always blows really my short. mind when these guys are so prolific. It looks like labor-intensive work, and yet he's got so much of it. That
1: blind-as-monocle? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> sick as hell. Good call. Blackthorn Publishing. Wow.
0: <laughs> the detail at that scale... See, I wish I had sizes on this stuff. What the heck was Blackthorn Publishing of his? Where would... Children of the Stars, Twisted Tales. Huh. This, Twisted Tales is a Pacific
1: comic, but I still don't... And that's the I needed to learn that history more because I feel like it's both the Shane's brothers like Blackthorn is, Blackthor- is Shane's oh, yeah. and oh, I didn't Pacific know that. Is, I think so.
0: Oh, just like Adidas and Puma, man. Like it's two brothers that and by
2: 87 Pacific's out of, been out of business for a few years. And
1: Blackthorne continues for a little bit yeah. longer.
2: <laughs> Maybe that that's a uh, financial shift, getting trouble on one and Yeah, move it.
0: Yeah, that that old that old that old game. Is this pointillism? Like-
2: I don't know, man. I was hoping to hear what you would come up with. I was looking at <laughs> it too. Face. <laughs> I feel like that is brutal if it's pointillism because those are tiny, tiny, tiny dots. Yeah. Some of it really looks like it, but then, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's wild. I guess that's what it is. Yeah. I don't know how else you make those marks.
0: Mm-mm-mm.
1: And this is some self publishing too, so you feel like. This is where he's going to put the energy. Right? Yeah,
2: really going for it.
1: I love the editorials in that self-published stuff. This yeah. is
2: that same coloring technique, yep, which yep. makes me think like this was something he developed. You hear all these guys talk about try, trying to reverse engineer his coloring and how he would kind of manipulate these things. Maybe this is a little bit of an insight. This is a trading card.
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, sure, we're getting into some late period. Yeah.
2: Is this black and white? Yeah, the Dark Batman, Knight. black and white. The other thing that show did a really good job on was showing like pretty much his whole career. Yeah, like having Marvel pay, you know, all, all the way up into the two thousands of like uh, late
1: late era work.
2: Some Vertigo stuff right here. Hmm. Yeah, it's incredible too that he worked with virtually every publisher in North Which, America.
1: What title was this? Harvester uh, Obs. Okay. They did
2: several of these anthologies that mostly flew under my radar. Like they had a war one. They had that heartthrobs was their romance one, and uh, and would get good good people. I think maybe Axel Alonso. Oh, that's
1: where was, that's the name I was trying to pull was. I feel like he brought all the really great artists. We in. were looking
2: at that pointillism, and it's almost like all these techniques that feel like he's playing around, and then you see them applied in different ways. That's just staggering. The smoking mm-hmm. indentations. That's I mean,
0: cool. I mean, doing metal in pointillism. That's right. that's pretty interesting stuff. And and at on a big size like this, like you could really get carried away,
2: like. But he has like good restraint and puts just enough on there. Yeah, that metallic's great, and the little bit of like the shimmery part on the on the face of the letters, it's this organic, loose little line that just reads as like shiny. Great silhouettes always. I wonder yeah. if those are diamonds.
0: <laughs> it's cage I love, love seeing that nose <laughs> pop out like that.
2: He did two issues of Swamp Thing late, and mm. uh, they're I feel like they're just they just flew under the radar. Guy wasn't gathering uh, any moss, no.
0: And always putting that work in, man. Like I like I never seen a hack page, right?
2: Never ever seen a hack page from this guy. Again, what? How you become a president? You know, it, that that's that's probably a component of it. Yeah, he just doesn't have it in him. You know, even like the Hellboy stuff that he did with Mike Mignola. He ends up doing several stories. You know, I think of like the wrestling story or Crooked Man, but there's there's that many more that he did with, with is uh, a collabor- collaboration with Mignola.
0: Look <laughs> like at the size of those dots. <laughs> and the bi- bibliography of everything we've seen in here. Or is it his entire body of work? Probably his
2: entire body of work.
0: The way that you tell us if we see Constantine.
2: That might be Hellblazer, dude, not
1: Constantine. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true.
0: That's true. Uh, Hellblazer, hard times. Yeah,
1: this is a bibliography of his entire work. They probably do that for every president. Yeah, that's a great resource.
0: If anybody wants to send us the Katsuhiro Otomo one from a year <laughs> two ago, we'll P.O. Box 3071, Monho PA 15120. That is
2: one of the things these catalogs make me think. Like, I want every book they ever published, it's, it's, it's horrible that they do these print runs that sell out. and
1: you uh, know. And this is
0: all of his accolades over time. Got got recognized in '68 even.
1: I wonder if the the fanzines have to be in there too because I saw like a cover early on. Beautiful, oh, guess, yeah. beautiful,
0: incredibly inspiring. Oh yeah, some of the names of probably some of the people that have pages. Yep,
1: exactly. I'll, Jose
0: Villarobia, the... Bob Fingerman. I yeah, see him there. he was
1: at the festival. He must. He came over to see his page.
0: And then you see those names, man. That uh, or like the triad, true, like the you know the five guys that own everything. John Kelly. I wonder if it's John Kelly that I know probably. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, what up? You can't sleep on the end page.
2: That's one of those techniques we haven't seen a lot of or at least not zoomed in enough to see this kind of hatching and line work. Yeah,
0: yeah, cutting in some hatching with the white, adding like water texture on top. He has a sixth sense. The marks of like the arm under the underwater hatching. Incredible. Yeah, you know what's so funny is, like, you isolate this, and I'm not thinking Corbin. I'm, th- I'm thinking Kniff.
2: Yeah, I was thinking, like, some of the EC guys. Yeah, sure. Which so I inspiring. think makes sense. Feels like a big influence there, so.
0: So inspiring. Chris, thank you so much for bringing this on by, man. Uh, when I saw the list of, like, potential things to go
2: through, the Corbin box set, total must. I see, uh, I'll see comments when we look at these more, like, art-centric videos of, uh, Oh, here's a video that takes three times as long (laughs) as playtime to get through because of pausing on everything. I feel like this is a video you're going to want to pause quite a bit.
0: (laughs) Chris, man, drop the people a plug before we get out of
2: here. At housebooks.com.
0: All right, kayfabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell. We'll
2: notify you when new vids are available. Jimmy, what's out there, man? Hulk Grand Design Monster number one is in comic shops everywhere right now assuming they haven't sold out already. Hulk Grand Design Madness number one coming to your comic shops in late April. So reserve that copy if you haven't already. It's a retelling of the 60 year history of the Incredible Hulk through my eyes and hands. Uh, Two double sized issues and uh, you're gonna want those in your collection. And of course, join me on patreon.com slash jimrug.
0: Red Room trigger warnings issue number one and two are on the stands as we speak. Murder on the dark web for fun and profit is the name of the game in Red Room comics. Uh, banned in 26 countries, banned in seven comic shops across America. Uh, get your hands on these comics. They are uh, complete stories each issue. And you can read these comics at my Patreon before they hit paper, patreon.com slash Three bucks for the archive there. Uh, more than 200 pages of comics up there as we speak, and uh, the link tree is where you can get to all of these destinations to pre-order the comics, to order the comics, and hit the Patreon. Jimmy, what
2: else do we have? Subscribe to the Cartoonist K-Fabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist k t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video.
0: That's another great way to support the Cartoonist K-Fabe channel. Jimmy, given those marching orders. We'll be on our way. Make more comics.